Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com. As we move into this season, though, I, I was asking the Lord, sitting with the Lord, trying to get, you know, something, because I always sit with the Lord. I don't want to just regurgitate things or say truth to you. I want to say what he's saying, that which is true, that he is saying. That's what I want to do. I want to say what God is saying to you right now, these people and those watching on live stream today in this moment. Amen? So I do. I labor. I'm just bringing you into my process a little bit. Is that okay? I labor over this. I study. I read other books. I, I, I do scholarly activities. All right? I research. I I'm reading my Bible every single day, and not to get a word for you, but there are times where I sit down intentionally and say, okay, Lord, what are you saying to us this week, this Sunday? Amen? I do that. I really do. And this week, I got nothing. (laughs) So uh, when I say I don't have any notes, it's not because I didn't try. I just think, (laughs) I think the Lord is actually just taking me into another thing, Uh, you know, this time of year, for me, feels very transitional. You know, we're ending one year, we're going into another, so I'm I'm stepping out on faith today in a new way. Um, I used to do this all the time, and I got out of it where I just literally had a passage of Scripture, and I just let the Lord speak through that passage in the moment in front of everybody, you know, and that's scary. That's scary to do, I'll tell you the truth, you know, because this is being recorded, and you can't really go back. It leaves your mouth, and you want to grab it, and there it goes, and you're like, no, come back, you know, but that's what we're going to do right now, okay? Okay. I'm okay with it, sort of. All right. We're going to read um, John, out of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. You can get that on version or Bible Gateway, or you can read in your own translation. It's no big deal. Uh, but I want to just tell you a couple things about this. This passage was actually, it's held by many scholars that this is a cherished hymn of the early church. John 1, uh, 1 through 18. It's actually a hymn. They would sing it, or they would speak it, they would repeat it. It was actually a Uh, kind of an overview of the gospel, an overview of the entrance of God as the God-man, as the 200% human being, God in man, Emmanuel, right? God with us, among us, as us, amen? So there's this beautiful, beautiful passage, and I've just, the only reason I'm reading this to you is because every time I've read this for the past three weeks, I have wept. So I might just cry in front of you, we'll find out in just a minute, but, (laughs) and you can just cry with me, make me feel better. That's the instructions for the day. You know, if I start laughing, you laugh. If I cry, you cry. It makes me feel better. No, whatever, do freedom. But I just felt the Lord was pointing us to this, and I was kind of sitting with it and going, you know what? We're in this Christmas season. It's official. We have a tree. You know, it's, it's official. It's no longer Thanksgiving. We can now legally say Merry Christmas. No one will freak out on me. You know, we can put up Christmas lights because we're past the Thanksgiving dinner, right? Anybody know those people? Maybe you are those people. Yeah, okay. Why is there Christmas music on before Thanksgiving? Well, because we like it, all right? Get over it. That's just the deal. So anyway, now we can officially kind of talk about it and sit with it. And this is not actually a Christmassy passage. It's not one of those passages that are read often uh, in Christmas, traditional Christmas gatherings. But I actually see the Christmas story in this passage, and I actually feel like there's a beautiful focus in these 18 verses for us heading into Christmas, okay? Amen? You guys, you guys with me? I'm going to pray because I feel like I need to, so let's pray and then we'll read this. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the leader of the ship. You are the one who is speaking today, 
And God, we yield our minds, our ears. I yield my tongue. We say yes to whatever you have for us. We say yes, yes, yes to whatever you have for us. An enthusiastic yes from the depths of us. We say yes to what you have for us today. We want what you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You might recognize this. You might not because it's a different translation. But it says, John 1, verse 1, in the very beginning, the living expression was already there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, Word was with God, all of that. This translation says, the living expression, the logos, the living expression, because the Word of God is living and active. You understand that this is a Bible, it's called commonly the Word of God, but the Word of God is a person that the Bible reveals. Are you with me? I don't worship this book, I worship the Word. Okay, just deciding how much trouble to get in. <laughs> I lie, he said. I don't worship, let me say it this way. I'm in love with the person of truth, not the principles of truth. Truth is a person that this book reveals. We can't, I'm not, I read this, I read this every day. You look in any side of my, any, any of my Bibles, you will never be able to accuse me of not valuing the word. Okay, I love the Bible. I, we have a supernatural school. All I do is teach them line by line out of the Bible. That's our curriculum, the Bible. Okay, At a, imagine that. Supernatural school ministry, all we do is study the Bible. That's all we do. <laughs> and it yields supernatural fruit. Wow, it's crazy. And so I love this thing. But I know that the word is actually living and active. This is a dead tree with ink on it. He's a living vine with his name written on his side. Okay. Did you catch that? We're connected to a living being of truth. The problem is when we elevate principles we understand, principles of truth we understand, we can justify anything. People have used this book to justify slavery because they were more in love with the principles, the supposed principles of truth. And what I mean by that is their understanding of the truth and not the person of truth who would obviously never endorse enslaving a human being he thinks is to die for. And yet, this book has been used to do that. Are you following me? Amen. <laughs> the living expression. We're following the living word. Amen? Amen. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there, and the living expression was with God, yet fully God. This is one of the mysteries of our faith. Many have been thrown by the Trinity and Trinitarian teaching and things like that because they think it's one plus one plus one equals three and one. That's not true. It's one times one times one equals one. It's one person multiplied by another person multiplied by another person equals one person. Mm-hmm. A natural-minded man would call that split personality disorder, but our God is not split. Our God is one. Our God is whole. Amen? The living expression was with God, yet fully God. These are mysteries. I'm just, I'm inviting you to the deep end this morning, and we'll see how well you can swim. Some of y'all just need to drown. It's okay. <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> The living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. Come on. Did you know there's no Hebrew word for presence of God? 
It's only face of God. To be in someone's presence is to be connected face to face. So when, we enter, when you experience the presence of God, you're actually locking eyes with Jesus. You know, this will help you. You know God is everywhere, right? God is in this room. God is in that chair you're sitting in. God is everywhere. He actually upholds all things by the power of his word. All things were created through him, exist in him, and for him, and by him, Colossians 1 says. Are you with me? So God is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere. But the presence, the manifest presence of God, that happens when we catch his gaze. When you get face-to-face, just like they were face-to-face in the very beginning, that's when you experience the presence of God that was already there. I learned this with my, my firstborn son, Judah. He is a wild man, all right? If you've been around here for any amount of time, you know. He's the one, you think it's some child screaming, yes, that's mine, that's my son. He's the one screaming and running and breaking things. He is wild, okay? And there would be times where I just want... I'm playing with him and things like that, and I pick him up, and I want him to look me in the face. I want him to look him in the eyes and say, I love you, you know, because he laughs every time. It's, it's awesome. Once I get his attention, and I go, Judah, I love you. He just, ah, he laughs. It's the greatest. It's good. And he just, he loves it, you know. He can feel it. He can feel that being communicated, right? But there's this one time, and many times since, where I pick him up, and he's just like going crazy, and he's looking all over the place. I've got him in my arms, and he's just looking all over the place. He's like, Elmo, Mickey. You know, he's like trying to play with his toys and stuff, and I just want to tell him I love him. He's in my arms. He is literally in my arms next to my face, but not in my presence. And when he stops and looks at me, I go, I love you. Boom, he experienced my presence. It's the same way with God. And that's a word, man. That's a word for you in this season. If you get all, Jimmy talked about it last week, beautifully distracted. Oh, my gosh, look at that, look at that. You know, even with what God is doing, you're all excited, blah, 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 but you don't spend time to connect with his gaze, you will feel dry and empty and unfulfilled. So don't get caught up in the craziness, the busyness of the season. Let this invite you into the presence of God, amen? But it just takes intentional effort. They were together face-to-face in the very beginning. And through his, this is Jesus, through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all things. Say all things. I looked up that word all one time in the Greek. You know what it means? It means all. Let's translate this. Through his creative inspiration, this live, let me help you out of the Thanksgiving season. Let me heal from, let me help you heal from Maybe the last couple days here. Are you ready? Through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all mother-in-laws. <laughs> Through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all terrible bosses. Through this living expression, or I'm sorry, through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all my enemies. Made all the people that aggravate me. You're not so excited anymore. (laughs) God is not mad at anyone. He's madly in love with everyone. God thinks your worst enemy is to die for. These are things I repeat because I need to get them inside of you. Okay? God thinks you're to die for, and that's a miracle. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. I'm having a good time. This living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Wow. Life came into being because of him, and for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Amen? Now stay with me, because I see the Christmas story in here. I see the Christmas story in here. It says, then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. That's John the Baptist. That's not the author of the book. That's John the Baptist. You guys with me? Because it's John the Beloved, John the Baptist, okay? This is John the Baptist. He came to be a witness to point the way to the light of life and to help everyone believe. John was not that light, but he came to show who is, for he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light, for the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware How did he enter into the world he created? He entered into the world he created as his creation. One of the most radical things about the Christmas story for me is not just that God became man. It's that man carried God in the form of a baby. The emphasis is usually that God became man, and I'm not taking that away. That's beautiful, that's good, and that's right. Amen? But I really feel like this focus, maybe it's just for our church, our our body, I don't know, in this season is getting caught up in the wonder of not God becoming man, but man carrying God in the form of a child. I just feel an invitation on that. I feel like there's wonder there. It's a wonderful gospel. It's a wonderful story. So if you're not full of wonder, then you're missing some of it. If it doesn't fill you with wonder, then it's not wonderful to you. Amen? So I really want to just point you in that direction today. He entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. Those, But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Say, that's me. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus, you are his brother. You are a child. You are a sibling of God. You're a co-heir with Christ, meaning he earned it and you inherited it. it. Amen? So good. That's a wild statement. (laughs) Here it is, verse 13. He was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by man's desire, but he was born of God. Are you hearing this? This is the story of Christmas. He was born of God. It's a divine disruption for God to birth something in you. It's always a divine disruption. You're going to be disrupted if you allow God to birth something in you. Your life is going to be flipped upside down. Some people say it this way. Most people pray for revival, but they don't want revival because revival ruins your schedule. You know what I mean? Revival, (laughs) it just would wreck everything we do around here. It would. I... I'm concerned about those things. I have to figure that out, you know. <laughs> but we say, we have, a, we have a, a statement for that. We say any system unsubmitted to the Spirit of God is pure evil. Yeah. So all of our systems are in submission to the Lord. Like these are systems meant for your benefit. We teach the Word of God for your benefit. We, we, do, we worship together so that we can encounter Jesus together. There, there is mission, there's strategy, amen. Systems themselves are not evil, but unsubmitted systems are. Are you following me? There, you've seen it. There have been days in here where I throw out everything. We just keep worshiping. 
You know what I mean? There was one day where we had to dismiss everybody. I sang up here in the band. It wasn't scheduled that day with my kid in my arms, you know what I mean? Because it was just, the anointing was so strong and it was the Lord and we were just riding the wave, you know what I'm saying? So we do not have systems unsubmitted. And where we do have systems unsubmitted, I'm praying that God would show them to us and show them to me so that we can submit them to the Lord. Because he is into divinely disrupting you. Can you imagine? I've said this before. Many people talk about this, but it's just important. This is about God becoming a human and a human carrying God. Not only did Christ Jesus, the baby, carry God, but Mary, the born of natural parents, one born of natural parents, carried God inside of her. Can you imagine being Mary and convincing all your friends that, no, no, God got me pregnant. God, God did what? <laughs> God impregnated me. The Spirit hovered over me. An angel came to me. The Spirit over And I, w- I was impregnated by God. <laughs> what? Talk about this, a disruption. Talk about, like, you'd become an outcast. You know what I mean? You would. If the wine rebs right here, this couple up front, came up to me and said that to me, <laughs> She got pregnant. God got impregnated. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to call the authorities now because you're freaking me out. You know what I mean? Like, and Joseph had a dream, saw an angel. He believes her. This is wonderful. This is crazy. This was conviction beyond understanding. Are you following me? The problem is the church tries to put it in a neat little box, a nativity scene, and put it and make it all understandable. And yeah, we get that. We get it. Born of a virgin. Born of a virgin. I just want to infuse some, some wonder back into this time of year. I just want you to, to sit with these things again. How many of you have been in church more than 10 years? Raise your hand. Yeah, you've lost some wonder, I'm pretty sure. Yeah? Anybody? It's easy to do. We just get, get in the motions, all that stuff. God was carried in the form of a baby. Boom, not born of joining human parents or from natural means or by a man's desire, but he was born of God. And so the living expression, verse 14, became a man and lived among us. So there's his birth and then his growth as a man, right? Are you following this? And we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. Yeah, come on. John taught the truth about him. This is John the Baptist. When he announced to the people, saying, he's the one, set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me, even though he ranks far above me, for he existed before I was even born. Did you hear that? He's going to come after me, but he existed before me. He's going to come after I come. John was born to Elizabeth first, and then Jesus. He comes after him, but he, was, he existed before him. This is about God being carried by man, not just God becoming man. Have you ever seen that movie Ant-Man? Anybody? Yeah? It was on TV last night, and I just, I'm fighting this example. I'm just going to give it to you, whatever. Homeboy's a regular guy, all this stuff. He's actually a thief, you know, the main character. And then he goes to rob a guy, another, an individual rich guy, and he goes to open the safe, and there's nothing in there except this suit. And he doesn't know what it is. He's trying to figure it out the next day, and he puts the suit on. All of a sudden, the suit can make him shrink into the size of an ant. All that he is actually went down, and he doesn't lose any of his power. He's able to punch like a 200-pound man, 
but he's the size of an ant. He doesn't lose any of his ability to think, but he's the size of an ant. And I just like, I was like, it's the gospel. <laughs> I'm watching this movie. I'm like, that's God becoming a baby right there. That's all of the Godhead just shrinking into the form of a baby, not losing any of his deity, yet becoming helpless. God in his sovereignty decided to help us by becoming helpless. I need you to think with me. I know. It's okay. A baby who needed to be nursed by his mother. I wonder if Mary and Joseph ever sat back and went, oh my, it's time to feed God. (laughs) God is hungry. I know we're laughing, but think. Think. God decided, I'm going to meet their needs by becoming needy. Is this not wonderful? <laughs> he existed before I was even born. Verse 16, and now out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. Come on, that should make you real happy. Out of his fullness, we're fulfilled. Not out of your, you know, paycheck, are you fulfilled? Huh? Not out of your relationships, are you fulfilled? Husbands and wives, let me help you. Let me fix your marriage with one statement. Stop letting them fulfill you. (laughs) Stop expecting them to fulfill you. Are they there to be your helper and meet your needs? Yes. Do you need them? Absolutely. Are they your fulfillment? No. I'm telling you, that will fix your marriage right there. Not everyone, not every time, but that will help a lot, all right? I got to qualify these things. It's going to help. If you look to Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead as your fulfillment, everyone else is just adding to your life. My wife adds to my already fulfilled self. You shouldn't put the pressure on your spouse to fulfill you. That's unfair. When out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. I made half the couples angry. That's okay. I just ruined like... 50% of the Christian conferences out there on marriage. It's okay. (laughs) Out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. And from him, we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Come on, this should be easy for you. You just had mashed potatoes heaped upon mashed potatoes. All right, you should have a picture now of stuffing. The stuffing's where I'm at. You know, I know it doesn't look like it, but I eat a lot of stuffing. Stuffing heaped upon stuffing. Well, this is grace heaped upon grace. Okay, it's amazing. Come on, grace upon grace. That means God is a giver that gives. He gives and gives away. He doesn't give and take away. Job said that in his ignorance. Read the book of Job. It was the devil who took from him. And God says, even though you made it look like I was the one doing it to him, he still hasn't cursed me. God gives and 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 gives. And he doesn't wait for you to do a single thing to prompt him. And yet, when you obey him, he blesses that even more. When you say yes to the Lord, you hear him, you do what he says, he blesses you over in abundance, like over and abundantly more than you were blessed before. But he's not waiting for you to obey, to give to you. 
Hello? He gave you everything of heaven before you were born. What's better in heaven than Jesus? Heaven went bankrupt for you and me. Heaven spent all it had. The best of heaven died for you. That's the price that was paid. The redemption price that was paid was the best of heaven. Bankrupted heaven for you before you even breathed the breath. Before you were born. That's how valuable you are. God gives to you no matter what you do. He makes the sun to rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? He makes the sun to rain. The sun to rise and the rain to rain, you know, on the righteous and the unrighteous. He helps everybody. God is giving to sinners this morning. God is loving enemies this morning. Be therefore imitators of God. Grace upon grace. That's what that means. Undeserved favor upon undeserved favor. Just you don't deserve this. I heard it once said that uh, mercy is you getting pulled over by a cop and them not giving you a ticket. Grace is you getting pulled over by a cop and them giving you the price of the ticket as a gift. Say it again. Mercy is you don't get the ticket. Grace is you get a gift. the truth grace upon grace Moses gave us the law but Jesus the anointed one unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy (sighs) no one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved son who is cherished by the father and held close to his heart I see the picture of a baby I just this I know theologically whatever you know I just see God existing inside outside and beyond time you know holding God as a baby boy in the spirit, of course. Are you okay? I know, mystery is kind of foreign to us sometimes. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son who is cherished by the Father and held close to His heart. Now He has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. He's unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. Did you hear that? He has already unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. You want to know what God is like? Jesus. How can I say that? Because Jesus is not God on a good day. Jesus is not God in a good mood. Jesus is not the sliver of God's finger. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. That's why it's true to say Jesus Christ is perfect theology. That's why we build everything on the cornerstone. I know that kings were struck with leprosy by God in the Old Covenant. I know that. But what I also know is that God came and cleansed lepers by His own hand in the New Covenant. And one of those is the full explanation of who God really is. Let me say it this way. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says, In the past, at many times and in various ways, God spoke to us through the prophets, to our ancestors through the prophets. But now he has spoken in these last days by his Son, who is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his being, present tense being. Who God is, is Jesus. Jesus is God. And God decided decided to come 
in the form of a helpless child. You want to know who God truly is? Look at baby Jesus walking for the first time. See boyhood Jesus getting rejected by his friends. See Mary coming to pick him up after he skinned his knee. See Jesus going to the very people who should have recognized him and getting utterly rejected to the point of dying by their own hand. The full explanation of who God really is, is the life, person, and reality, present tense reality of Jesus Christ, born as a child, forever remaining 200% human. You understand flesh and bone is on the throne right now? We got this idea that Jesus like turned into a mist and disappeared. No, Jesus took his physical body into the heavenly realm. He ascended. That's a prophetic sign of you and I. He took his body that he got from Mary. You understand? When Jesus was born a baby, the angel saw the face of God for the very first time. They were covering their eyes in heaven. It's, it's too bright. It's too light. There's so much light around God in heaven. They can't look at him. They're staring at this baby coming out of the birth canal of Mary and going, oh, that's what he looks like. We've been waiting forever, literally an eternity. <laughs> and God knew that when he was born that way, he would remain in that body, in that vessel. God didn't just become man. Man carried God into the earth. That's what happens on that morning. That's what we're celebrating this season. It's not just God becoming man, man carrying God as a first fruits among many brethren and sistren. <laughs> Isaiah 9, I don't have time to read it, but Isaiah 9 says that, behold, a light has shone on them who sat in great darkness. A light has shone, right? And he says, the light has broken through the darkness in John 1. I just see a parallel. If you want to do a fascinating study this week, put John 1, 18 next to Isaiah 9, 1 through 8, through 7. Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. Put those two next to each other and just look at the similarities and look at them. It's, it's actually beautiful. It's so much there. It's good. But he goes on to say, you know, every battle will be won, everything, he will break the rod of the oppressor, all that. And then it says, for unto us a child is born. God decided to win by being weaned as a child. When God became a baby, God won. You understand? God decided to claim every victory as a spotless lamb, a lambkin, a baby lamb. I know. It's okay. It's good. Isaiah 9, and it goes on to say, Unto us a child is born, and he shall be called Everlasting Father, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. He was the Everlasting Father at his birth. Because God didn't just become man. Man carried up the fullness of God. This is a cornerstone of our, this is a core tenet of the faith, y'all, that we believe God was wrapped in flesh in the form of a baby, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, 
died and rose again. Jesus being born again from the, group, from the tomb, if I can say it that way, and you being born again, that him being born again is a prophetic utterance of you coming through your own tomb, which is a womb. You know the tomb was a virgin tomb, unused. He came through a virgin womb. You came through a virgin tomb, co-buried, co-resurrected through him. Full of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? When you were born again, you were born one with him. That's not just some theological position. It's not some positional truth. That's the reality of your existence is in him we live and move and have our being. Filled with the whole fullness of the deity. Born just as Christ was born. You're not God. Hallelujah. Amen. Neither am I. But you are one with God. You got it. And listen, you still got to grow up. Oh, man, this is good, just so you know. You still got to learn how to talk, learn how to walk. God subjected himself, tied his hands behind his back to the point of learning how to read. The word had to learn how to read. Are you following me? This is just, maybe it's just for me, I don't know. It's just really amazing to think about. So you also need to grow. Amen? I am immature. Wisdom would be to repeat me right now. I am immature. (laughs) Did you know it says Jesus grew in favor and stature with God and men? God had to grow up. If it's good enough for God to be born full of the fullness and still have to grow and go through a process, it's good enough for me. There's a disconnect often like in our camps, in our circles of people saying, okay, you can't really say that you're one with God right now because look at your behavior. I'm like, yeah, that's the part of spiritual maturity that's going on. I'm growing up as a baby in a new household. But that's not making me holy. That's not, I'm not doing anything to receive the fullness of God. I'm just growing into a vessel that can actually communicate it. It might take 30 years, hallelujah. I've only been saved for 22 years. So, you know, it took Jesus 30 to begin public ministry. I'm kind of ahead of the game. I'm kidding. That was a joke. (laughs) It's just too quiet in here sometimes, so I make ridiculous statements just to hear you, you know. Yeah, and I'll get in trouble for that. Whatever. By the way, I need to say this publicly. I need to say this to everyone. If you actually have a question for me, please don't Facebook message me. I have so many of those. Email me, all right? Everybody, it's on the website. Email me if you have an actual question. Like, it's hard for me to get to all your Facebook messages. You're beautiful, and I love you, but I can't get to all of them. So if you email me, I can, I can do that. I, I will get to those, okay? Is that okay? That's just family business because church people <laughs> email me stuff, and it's amidst all this, you know, you're a heretic. I hate you. You shouldn't be reading the Passion Translation. <laughs> And I'm just scrolling through trying to find the ones that aren't going to, like, hurt my heart. You know what I mean? And it's difficult, all right? So 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Email me. It's, I can find it better. I don't know. Hallelujah. Anyway, so this Christmas season, I really want you to take the reality of God packaging himself in a man and that man growing into a vessel that can carry and communicate the Lord himself to the earth. I want you to take that concept and put that under your tree and find revival in your living room, amen? And let your systems be submitted to the Holy Spirit. Like, let there be divine disruptions this Christmas time. Let you, I pray you're divinely interrupted by a homeless man that you talked to for five hours and you missed that Christmas party. I'm praying for that for you. Sorry. <laughs> I want to stop coming here if you don't want to be prayed for like that. That's how I pray for you, all right? I prophesy over you that you're going to find someone with a flat tire and you're going to miss all of your fun parties and things like that and you're going to minister to them and their lives are going to be changed. That's what I pray for you. These are some of the things I'm praying for you. <laughs> Half of you. You're like, <laughs> but I like my party. I'm not against parties, all right? Jesus always had a party. He made the wine keep going. There's a party. Amen? But I'm telling you that we're going to be divinely disrupted. I've already been divinely disrupted. So I'm just inviting you into it. Amen? That's what Christmas is about. It's a divine disruption. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com.